You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season nine, episode seven. Uh, I'm John, and I'm joined by John. Hello, how are you today? Tonight, all right. whenever. <laughs> yeah, aye, all right, aye. Good. Um, but expecting us to be a short podcast, but we said that before, and it ends up it could go on for a while. But um, due to the lack of um, highlights available on TV for the the League Cup, um, aye, I would think it would be quite short. So I need to thank some of the club channels and to like say YouTube for providing highlights, because otherwise I'm not getting any highlights of the the, the Betfred Cup. It seems apart yeah. from the the games that were on TV. Yeah, exactly. Um, Live games. Yeah. Um, just before we came on, um, Chris unfortunately is unable to make it again, but he did manage to find a, a tweet from Breaking City, who have parted company with uh, Barry Smith. That's the first managerial casualty of the season. Doesn't affect our predictions because we did it in the top two divisions only. Um, but yeah, they get beat at the weekend again, seeing off Queen's Park. He just had to feel something had to give, unfortunately. It's very early, isn't it? Don't know whether, mind you, they were struggling maybe towards the end of last season, whether that's yeah. had an influence as well. Yeah, well, they did get relegated, and I can't remember what position they were in, but they weren't in the, the bottom places when he took over. Um, but they've just been a downhill spiral ever since, um, you know, their ill-fated season of the championship where they only picked up four points. Um, didn't even win a game and it's just been a, a domino effect and they've, obviously they sacked Darren Dodds last season to bring in Barry Smith who obviously came with a bit of experience having been at Dundee having been at Alloa um, he nearly got Wraith up from uh, League One the year before before he obviously um, resigned um, but yeah um, he was unable to stop the decline and it's continued it this season so yeah, it's not been a good couple of years for breaking and they're hoping that obviously whoever comes in gives them a knee-jerk reaction. But it takes time because it took Kevin Harper 12 games to get things going at Albion over, so it's not going to be a quick fix for breaking. But they'll be hoping that whoever comes in has time to work and get them back up the league. Uh, I remember starting League 2. You obviously mentioned Albion Rovers. They eh? eh, lost 3-2 to Aaron at the weekend. Yeah. Um, um, in a city beat Stirling. Stirling is going to beat Elwood City. Cove Rangers continued their fine form with a 3-2 win over Kelden Beef with a, a last-minute winner from Declan Glass. Yeah, so he Best followed game. up his smasher last week and off the bar um, with two more beauties in this game. Yes, um, so potentially the winner um, could be a, a contender for the picket out, I think, as well, due to the timing of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with it being light on, it's, it's definitely high up in the list. Yeah. Um, so thanks for one of the, the listeners. Um, he actually kind of tweeted as it mm-hmm. so that's definitely a, an option um, definitely but Cove Rangers have been busy again you know obviously 7 points at a 9 and uh, they signed Fraser Fivey which is a bit of a coup for um, you know that level of football without a doubt um, yeah aye, it's just a case of him staying fit um, obviously over the time he's had problems with injuries and he slipped in the leagues but yeah Cove are a progressive club Maybe get a good spell until January and either get decides to stay there and get regular football or goes back up the leagues. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you mentioned goal of the week contender with Declan Glasses. Well, Chris's suggestion 
<laughs> I don't think it will be pick it up, but um, it was certainly a contender for one of the uh, the funniest goal of the week if we were doing that. Oh, <laughs> definitely. Um, <laughs> Shades of yeah, you mentioned was it Lee Miller? Yeah, Lee Miller in that game yeah. against Hibs clinched his Europe and Jimmy Caldwell gets sacked the same day. But, um, yeah. but yeah, this one, um, the goalkeeper tries to throw a ball, hits Connors, I'm in the, was it head or shoulder? Um, and it goes in and it's just bizarre. Aye. It's possibly worse than Carius's in the Champions League. I think Dan Mack, sorry to um, bring this to Aberdeen all the time, but remember the one Dan Mackey got against Kilmarnock yeah. where um, Alan yeah. Kim threw the ball off his head? Sorry, Aldo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh, uh, it's funny when these things happen. You mentioned Champions League fair. That was just completely bizarre when Carrius did yeah. that. Um, but yeah, top of the table shaping up quite nicely already. And uh, like two Cove, Queens Park, are all on seven points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a game. So, and then the other end, though, you've got Stalin and breaking both on Newport. Yeah, yeah, they'll be hoping it um, improves from there. Um, but in League one, well, that's Falkirk on seven points. Um, there's a lot of goals in, in this league. Um, yep, Peter Head was all, all the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was a great win for Dumbarton. I mean, after having no points for the first two games, coming for two down to beat Peter Head, and the second goal um, in that game was a possible contender as well. A lovely finish um, by Crossing. Um, mm. But that'll hopefully for them kickstart their season because um, that's obviously. Um, a tough place to go and Airdrie beating Clyde 3-1 um, and Strenard coming from 2-1 down against previously 100% of Wraith Rovers to win that game 3-2 and John McGlynn was not too happy with the Wraith Rovers TV volunteer <laughs> definitely wasn't can you count? <laughs> yeah <laughs> and some of the tweets and reaction have been from Wraith Rovers fans saying can you count the number of days to your sacked because I don't think they're happy with John McGlynn right now no Uh, they fought for an East 5 both not, they weren't playing as they were playing in the League Cup uh, yeah. both teams are unbeaten they, they go on there as well so. mm-hmm. yeah moves nicely on to the League Cup yeah we're doing well avoiding Europe so let's just keep this going for as long as we can I <laughs> will mention it maybe probably in the context of what's to come um, but I uh, Friday Motherwell Hearts mm-hmm. I would have thought I don't know I, I know it's, it was an old uh, Premiership tie, but I reckon most Pope probably had Motherwell as favourites going into it. Possibly, but then, uh, uh, yeah, because Motherwell's League Cup form has been really good, but their league form hasn't started great because they've only picked up one point from two. Um, but then that was the same with Hearts. Um, I think the difference being is that Hearts brand of football was nowhere near as um, open as Motherwell, but Hearts sometimes when they're criticised they do come up with performance and by all accounts they played very well um, I only saw the goals in this game but uh, Michael Smith a lovely goal for the first one coming in saying he's weaker left foot another possible contender for pick it out um, mm-hmm. Hearts had two penalties in this game I think there's no question they're both penalties um, Sean Clare makes a mess of the first one um, usually that's all he's good for in the game um, and then the second one, absolutely no question that Gillespie wipes out. Um, I can't, was it Washington? Um, I, I know Washington. Been... I know Washington scored the penalty and they took it very well, but it was so much so that every single Motherwell player did not even appeal, even the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's a still Motherwell. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I think uh, the kind of main thing from my point of view is the the lack of defending for the opener. Smith's given all the time in the world to kind of cut inside. 
whether I think, you know, he's a full back, he's not going to do that, he's going to maybe go down the byline, but even then, he had space to go down the byline and put a cross. Mm-hmm. So, something that obviously needs to be kind of worked on there. But yeah, Hearts, by all accounts, you can see online, you look at the reaction from fans, a lot of people are saying definitely, aside from winning, best uh, performance of the season. Obviously, they've made a few signings as well, um, mm-hmm. which will help boost the squad. So, And that was without Naismith playing as well. Yeah, I... Yeah, because we always joke about him being the, the one-man team for Hearts, that um, they need him in in order for him to click, but yeah, terrific um, win for them, and even when Mother got themselves back at a nice finish, um, I can't remember who scored, that's really bad, but um, they got back in. Oh, Lawn. Lawn, that's it, yeah, and it was good yeah. going forward to, finish, to set him up, but no, Hearts um, saw the game out well, and by all accounts were, were the winners, um, but you know, that was a good hard fought win whilst their City rivals were <laughs> involved in the high scoring game of the weekend and that looks real entertaining. Yeah. Only thing I wanted to touch on as well with Hearts is the news of Jason Walker, he's out till December. Jamie which Walker. Is bad news for him. Ah, Jamie Walker even I. Yeah, I uh, without it. Um, so they could definitely do when they smack been bad to feel for this kind of soon. Yeah, it's probably well, not probably, definitely they've not really many options in terms of folk they can play out wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Walker's been playing a wee bit more central, um, been given more of a, a free role. But, um, yeah. You know, and he's obviously got a point to it because he didn't really leave Hearts in the best of terms last time. It's not worked out from down south, um, so he's come back up with a point to prove, um, not just to Hearts fans, but to himself to show that he can still do it and that he's, he was worth the, the move to... Rangers as he thought at the time but he probably won't get that now because of what Rangers have got but mm-hmm. it's the chance of having to kick start his career and try and push up for international honours again which I'm sure he's I still definitely. got yeah uh, bye moving on to Hibs Morton an 8 goal classic yeah this was definitely not one for the um, you know defenders masterclass ma- um, book <laughs> there was a lot of really bad defending but some well taken goals but yeah, Hibs went two up. You think they're cruising. Morton gets us back in it before half time. Hibs then get themselves in front. Um, bad goal, um, decision made by the goalkeeper, but then Morton go up and make it 3 3, take extra time. And then another defensive error lets Kimberry in to make it 4 3. And we don't know what happened with the fifth goal because um, Great Morton TV did not capture it. I yeah, I was kind of trying to follow it as well, and then I was like, I was watching it, and I thought, oh, is it maybe it gone black because I'm not kind of clipped on the screen to keep it active? Yeah, can you see it? Um, maybe just by that point they were second because that was a, a good effort from Morton certainly going there. Um, yeah. Started rolling the fact they kind of came back into the game three times. Um, mm-hmm. What's well, sorry, twice actually. I take twice. But they came back into it, took it the extra time. Once as well, at times kind of played nice football. Um, but as you say, yeah, defending all round was, was pretty poor. I mean, it was basic football, just down the byline, cut back, goal, and a lot of time. And then the, what's the keeper doing? Um, <laughs> was it Danny Rogers? Yeah, it's Danny Rogers who's obviously going on loan. Because yeah. uh, my mate, the Martin fan, he was going, oh, what's Rogers like? And I said, well, you get, you get pretty good feedback when he was at uh, Falkirk uh, a couple of seasons back. Yeah. But I said, Mirren fans certainly, kind of, they didn't rate him. No. Um, so. I'm actually surprised we just haven't let him join them permanently, to be um, brutally honest. Um, you know, I was surprised when we gave him a two-year contract, um, not this year, but last year. So he's in the final year of that, um, and he's 
he's just never going to get near our team, as you say. It, he went to St Mirren, couldn't get a game, even when he was our only goal, um, main goalkeeper. Yeah. He struggled to get in the team before they brought in uh, Vladke. Um, yeah, because remember that Aberdeen, Lewis, Lewis got injured. Rodgers maybe played once and then he brought Woodman in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a strange one as well, because by all accounts as well, you know, there was some, well, was Archie Mayer, he was a young keeper. Aberdeen, I think he's gone south, down south, he was quite well rated. So there was always that option as well, so I don't know. Yeah. Probably budget could have been used maybe a bit, a bit better elsewhere, unless he's maybe on... Yeah, but, probably small weed for a, a Premiership club. Yeah, but he'll need to do better, um, Rogers, than what he did in his debut. I think he'll, he'll hopefully for him have better games. But then he's not going to be coming against Hibs every week. He'll um, be coming up against fellow Championship teams. So and that'll be yeah. Morton's focus is um, to try and get in that playoff. Aye, a few big things as well for Hibs. Obviously, Scott Allen's going again. Camberry looking like he's back to form a wee bit as well. Yeah. And uh, Vela getting his first goal for Hibs. So. Yeah, but they, yeah, they definitely need to work in the defensive side of things. Yeah, I think that's Cam- a back back four that's been there a long time and shouldn't have been yeah. conceding sloppy goals like that. Yeah, I think as well for Hibs, um, you know, Kim- Kimberry's been like my £2 million move to, to Bal, so um, if he keeps up that, then Hibs will look for that kind of money, um, which would be incredible given that for large chunks of last season he wasn't really producing. Um, but yeah, you're right with the defences, they need to work in that again because. They were looking solid at one point last year, but yeah, conceding three goals to Morton wouldn't really get in well with Paul Hickenbottom, I'd imagine. Yeah, because they brought in defenders. They brought in, uh, I think it was Tom James and I think the guy Jackson mm-hmm. uh, that used to play at Barnsley, but neither of them were featured at the weekend. Yeah. So, mind you, actually, sorry, Jackson came off the bench early on from yeah. McGregor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they got through it. The, the one thing as well from that game. Uh, which one we want to maybe Kilmarnock and that's just because it leads in I've seen Ollie Shaw getting linked to a loan move to Kilmarnock yeah well they've been like Mikhail Lafferty as well so um, yeah. it's clear they need um, goals I mean they can't just rely on Brophy who isn't the most prolific anyway um, now his main purple patch was when uh, was when Stuart was with him last season but yeah they, they got the job done um, the ugly way in extra time Um Tom Thomas getting a goal seven minutes ago. It was definitely ugly. Yeah, I didn't see the the game. Um, weather was te- well, weather certainly terrible, and then just a long ball. Mm-hmm. Deal with it all. Ball breaks out the middle on the left, cross it in. The goal's coming to Thomas, but I thought it looked like an own goal from the angle that I saw. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, that could maybe be the. The turning point for Kilmarnock in terms of pushing on and mm-hmm. getting back to finding a bit of form, but they still desperately need players. And then there's been talk, but now I think we've been saying this for the last two weeks. It's been every week, it's been, oh yeah, well, there'll be players coming in, there'll be players coming in. But more and more, Alessi says, oh yeah, we're waiting to get the right players in. People are competing for the same players and all that type of thing. But mm-hmm. I don't know, other clubs are bringing in players and just. I mean, it could be they end up getting the right players in. Um, mm-hmm. But. I don't know. They're certainly taking their, their time over it. Um, you know, and we've spoken about it before. It took them so long to get the manager in, who's new to Scottish football, and then he's trying to identify players. And you know, they played their first European qualifier in the middle of July. We're now heading towards the end of August. Um, we've got what eleven days, twelve days of transfer window left. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're 
Yeah, they're they're cutting it fine to get the players that they need. Um, no, I don't yes. expect them to be in zero points for much longer, but um, I, but hopefully that'll be another week them zero, mind you. But yeah, they need to get um, reinforcements in quickly if they're going to progress. Yeah, because it still wouldn't surprise you if the likes of Celtic or Rangers went in for Greg Taylor. Mm-hmm. Well, Celtic need a left back. Um, at least, at very least, to cut, um, be competition for Bolingoli. Because um, we also spoke last week about the fact they didn't they play Cal McGregor. Neil Lenz, for some reason, still defending that um, move, but I don't get it. But yeah, they were, weren't without their struggles at the weekend. Celtic um, coming through against Infirmary, but needed extra time. I would have said Mikey Johnson's goal could have been a contender for goal week had he meant it. Aye, um, cross the week. Yeah. <laughs> It's not the only, by the way, it's not the only one as well like that. There was a, a goal in the target game as well. The same from Jamie Glasgow, it's a cross. Um, pretty sure if you try to claim it as a, a shot, but very similar. Yeah. But uh, did well to battle back in it, and then James Forrest comes off the bench to, to score the winner. Because um, Celtic rested a few players from the starting lineup. Um, but this is the match where we've now found out that if you say, if you say something on your own club channel about a referee, you can get um, your club can get pulled out up for it. Tom Boyd. Yeah, I can I see that. I've not heard the actual comments myself. Neither have I. I don't know what he said. So it was something about um, going down to you know he'll be popping in his pub tonight or something like that. But right. do you know he's you know I'm not defending. Tom Boy saying anything like that, but um, he's probably said something in the heat of the moment because uh, he's frustrating. It is Celtic TV. It's going to be biased. I mean, we listen to if we're going to pull up um, people for what they say in um, club channels. Well, the commentators at Red TV would um, cost Aberdeen an absolute fortune. Um, well, I, 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 there'd be a few clubs involved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely. I'm obviously using us as, a, as an example, but no, that's a new one in me. Yeah, it would be like, it'd be like the, the swear box. Yeah. Uh, well, you, well, you'd be paying the full fines for this podcast. Well, fine, I know, I'd be skint. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you can start, I don't know, with Celtic, there was obviously protests with Green Brigade as well. Stadium was, I don't know, even was it even half full? Yeah. Uh, and people will say that was changes, but that team, if it was playing a, a game in the Premier League, you would still expect them to come in good and, and win. Mm. Um, the main things, and this has been... Obviously highlighted. We mentioned it last week about the fact that the two new, well, two of the defensive signings not playing in Europe. They come back in. They look very hesitant. They clearly look players that are short in confidence, mm-hmm. and it brings the question: Why were they signed? Which is where we'll come on to kind of Rangers as well with the, the news today. It seems quite weird that the player that spent the most money on in the summer isn't registered for the the next round of the Europa League. Yeah, I, I don't get that. I mean, I obviously get that Katic and Goldson are first choice and they deserve to be because um, Katic, um, well, I said last season he should never have been dropped for, for Warrow and he's come back in the team again and he's done very well, as is Goldson. <laughs> um, but, you know, they've got the boy Edmondson to cover, but Hillander should be, you know, the other... You know, if, if something happens to Goldson or Katic or both, you know, because there's a possibility one could get injured, one could get sent off... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, surely you'd want a five million pound centre back from Bologna coming in. I would think so because aside from that, be uh, well, I can only think apart from Goldson and Ekatic, you've got Edmondson that's registered. Because mm-hmm. what other centre backs are there? There's obviously McCrory 
was out away out on loan. Yeah. Is there anyone else? It seemed weird to go in to go in with three centre backs. Yeah. Is Gareth McCauley still there or did he get released? What was that? Gareth McCauley, is he still there did he get released? I think he's gone. Yeah, I'm not sure when he's gone. Um, uh, but I don't see any reason why he would be instead of I had a higher hell, under. Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed a bizarre one and it kinda of weird the question which we were kinda of speaking about off air is like are these big money signings all made out to be? I know it takes time for players to adjust maybe, but um Hellander's got on some Serie A, which is a pretty physical league. Yeah. Defenders are known there for being traditionally physical and thou shall not pass. Mm-hmm. Whether maybe he's a wee bit different because I've not seen much of him. Um, cause I think Gerard likes maybe a kind of something that's maybe a bit more kind of ball playing and putting the ball at defence, but just mm-hmm. seemed bizarre. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, for them yesterday. Yeah, aye, Highlander obviously played yesterday. They made what ten changes. Um, I didn't see. The, the game but by all accounts it was just as we expected um, you know we had Darren um, Young on last week um, and I think he, he said that there was going to be changes uh, for the game and um, it was still a Rangers team was more than strong enough and yeah they cruised the game um, quite comfortably mm. um, Aye. I think it wasn't as a dominant performance as such but it was a professional performance I from Rangers yeah. um, limited his five to a few chances um, Defoe using his kind of experience to kind of get the opener. Uh, Boy Adabo again, kind of impressive. Um, certainly looks good. But yeah, kind of pretty routine. Um, yeah. As well. The kind of news I'd say as well with Rangers is the boy McPeak. He's possibly going to run on to the D. He's pretty yeah. highly rated. Yeah. The likes of Liverpool and some other kind of European clubs are interested in him. So. Yeah, he scored twice against Dunrath for the Colts team last week to get them through in the, the Challenge Cup. So, yeah, that could. It'll be good for him to go and get first team football. And that's also what Rangers are doing as part of the development. And that's what um, you know, the top league teams should be doing is sending them out and loan to get first team football, get exposure, and toughen them up a bit. But, yeah, they've um, got a very big squad. Yeah. Um, but Rangers did well in Europe again, um, completing the job. Winning three one against Midtjylland, um, was quite comfortable. Um, two goals from Morelos, who's trying to get his transfer value back up. Um, but scoring in European games that'll help his his cause. And now Rangers play Legia Warsaw, um, first leg on Thursday. Um, are Celtic? In the, uh, who's at home for Celtic? Or Rangers? Do you know off the top of your head? Oh, I don't. To be honest, I'd have taken a quickly check. Yeah. Now that now that we're out, um, my interest in the European league is uh, the Europa League is yeah. gone. Um, yeah. May as well cover our two games whilst we're on it. Um, off. I have to. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rangers Rangers game is seven o'clock. Um, Celtic right. game is at seven forty-five. I'm guessing the league I saw Rangers is on uh, Premier Sports. Well, BT have well BT have the um, exclusive rights f- from the playoff round onwards. So, ah, right, okay. Um, whereas like Premier Sports only pick up the earlier rounds. Um, so I think, but I think Wolves will definitely be on because they're they're involved. Um, they'll have the English team on. So, but I can't remember mm-hmm. if there's another English team involved in the qualifying. Is Manchester or I can't no, remember. Just Man- Wolves. Is it just Wolves? Aye, they're away to Torino, which is a tough a tough match. Yeah. Remember when we played Torino, John? Oh, aye. Yep. Lee Richardson, one of the best goals yeah. we've seen at Pittodrie, but unfortunately um, it didn't matter in the end. It was the 2-0 away from home that we threw away to 3-2 that cost us overall the two legs, but then it 
it was the Italian Cup winners we were up against that night. One of my favourites growing up playing at Justin. Like yeah. I've said before, I kind of had my hair like him in other sorts. <laughs> yeah. No chance of that now. No. Yeah. Hair wise. But yeah, we uh, oh, where do we start last Thursday? Oh. Well, I only saw the first 10 minutes um, and then had TV connection issues, so I ended up listening to the rest of the first half. But what I did see was the opening goal, and it's it's comical from Niall McGinn's poor corner um, to letting the ball be crossed in after the breakaway and the defending and goalkeeping was just absolutely atrocious. It's Cinder League stuff. Yeah. And we don't even learn our lesson as well for the second goal. I know we're down to 10 men by that point, mm-hmm. but it was just far too easy to play through and but count it on. It's the same against St Mirren last week. Yeah. Um, the goal, there's no one coming from midfield to kind of take the uh, forward the runner. Mm-hmm. Just basic. Kind of just basic. And really poor as well. I mean, you're, you're 2-0 down first leg. You're thinking you need a good early start. I've I seen f- some folks saying, oh, you need to try and be cautious and then just see how it goes for a bit. And maybe they're in two minds about what to do, but just the whole performance. I mean, I watched the first half. The first half was enough. Um, devoid of ideas. There's talk of a lack of leadership, lack of creativity. But I don't know whether Coswell is fully fit, but. Formation-wise, I would have gone. I still think at the moment I'm not convinced we're, in, we're that great with three in the middle of the park because we've not really got a number 10 as such. And I think that's probably had an impact on Hedges. Um, maybe his form, I wouldn't say dipping slightly and such, but he's been saying there's a wide player, play him wide and play whoever else wide, whether it's McGinn or McLennan or Gallagher or whatever. I don't think Gallagher's suited to play in the middle. I don't think mm-hmm. Hedges is suited in the middle. Just play two in the middle and two up top and that's where we were at our best last season um, I was talking to Barrow mate Aberdeen fan and I know May's out of favour but that worked if it's not May maybe put in Main put in Wilson why again why is Wilson why was sign Wilson to yeah. be sitting on the bench and coming on for just a wee bit of time uh, I don't know yeah um, I, I don't I don't get it with um, Wilson, I mean again he's come off the bench at the weekend but he's had a more positive impact he's had more time to get himself involved but um, I mean what I will say in his own spell with us last season for, for large chunks that he did go missing, he would disappear in games but towards the end of the season he was getting more of a run and he was um, showing glimpses when playing out wide, I would still have him off Cosgrove um, and have them to link as a front to um, <laughs> and no, have Hedges in one wing, McGinn or McLennan on the other, um, because I'm not convinced with Scott Wright at all. Um, don't I'll, I'm actually surprised he's still at the club. Yeah. Still been, there's still time that he could be shipped out again. Um, Gallagher has a lot of work rate, but I'm not sure he's got the the end product. Um, yeah, I'm the same. I, I, I just think, yeah, a lot of energy and all that, but mm-hmm. touch-wise and stuff, I, I just, I'm not totally convinced. I see him maybe as being a decent squad player. Yeah. That's a tile off the bench and stuff like that. The other thing as well, and it's, it's and you see I've mentioned a lot, I can a fair bit online as well. Why not even put Dan McGinn in the number 10 role? Because mm-hmm. he's someone that can obviously, he's got ability to score goals. Remember the season whereby he scored kind of 20 goals? Yeah. Uh, 
never played up front again. Like have him, maybe have him playing off Cosgrove. Because yeah, obviously he's, he's not he's not someone that's particularly pacey out wide mm-hmm. again, but he's good at getting good at creating chances and stuff like that. Maybe just try something maybe a wee bit different. Yeah. Because have, we, we don't have a we don't have a ten. So maybe go with two up top or even just one slightly off as you've said with Wilson or whoever it is, just because we've plenty of attacking up plenty of attacking players. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've not got many defenders, not many central midfielders as such. Mm-hmm. So, be a yeah. bit more expansive. Because we, yeah. we can be a good uh, defensive team as was shown last season in big games. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, it's been nothing that um, I think we've pr- kind of been proud of ourselves in terms of defensively under McInnes. Yeah, last season was probably a worst, to be fair. But, yeah. yeah. Well, to say, um, Sunday it wasn't a great defensive performance. Um, we were quite a wee bit lucky that it was... Um, only a penalty that um, breached us at the weekend because I mean Danny Jones was unlucky hit the post um, and Dundee could have easily had another couple had they been a wee bit prolific um, but we did well to get ourselves back in the game very late on um, and then did the job in extra time um, but it wasn't a great performance but I didn't see the whole game I just saw the highlights on the TV today um, but by yeah, all accounts it was again not convincing um, but Five years ago, um, or six years ago, sorry, we beat East Fife on penalties after a 0-0 drop at Audrey, and we went on to win the cup. Yeah. See, as long yeah. as you get, see, as long as you, I'm not saying that this is us going to go and win the League Cup by any stretch of imagination, but in cup football, it's getting through. Nobody remembers the early rounds. They only remember the final and end result. Oh, absolutely, definitely. And it, it, we weren't the only team that struggled over the weekend. No. Well, look at Celtic. And we were playing against a team that were in good form. I mean, Dundee were in good form going into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's just a, a kind of turning point. Um, maybe Pozzer's Bryson getting some more minutes. He's obviously still not much fit. McLaren getting more minutes because obviously he's kind of not played much football this season. But I think Campbell came in and was pretty composed. I had a bit of composure into the midfield. Um, but it was obviously without Lewis Ferguson, who's arguably a key player now um, so yeah we got through maybe the fad that we've come from behind and won um, ahead of a, a game against Kilmarnock which we've, we've got a good record at Rugby Park um, so important yeah. to get a win after the, the first two games that we lose against Mirren yeah, I think the last time we lost at Rugby Park was in Craig Brown's in charge. I'd need to check that stat again, but um, it's been a while. But um, it was good to see um, Craig Bryson get 60-odd minutes as well. Um, you know, Because mm-hmm. he basically came to us unfit, and he will, will be a key player when he gets himself match, fully match fit. And uh, you just wonder if he'll feature at some point against uh, his old club at the, the weekend as well. Yeah, I mean, he's someone that could act as a 10, because he's certainly someone that can get into the box and get goals. Yeah. He's, I would say he's more a box-to-box box type than a, than, a, than a natural 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the other, um, two other League Cup games that we've not covered, 4-4-1, um, Livingston 2. Um, there was that, as a, some people might have thought that was going to be a potential shot, but Livy got the job professionally done. Um, yeah. And Forfar made the game in the second half, but um, Livingston just had enough to see him through. And then Partick Thistle and Ross County um, th- does that technically because it's a shot because it's a championship side beating the Premier League team. I would say slightly, but yeah, you weren't overly surprised. No, no, it's 
this weather was, but a terrific win for Thistle, um, having been behind for a bit because Blair Spittle scoring is his former club. Kenny Miller equalises um, 10 minutes of time and then Thistle win it in extra time. Yeah, yeah. good free kick from Penrith. Yeah, um, not, I didn't get to that game. Um, um, that was a good free kick for his goal. The defending for the other two Ross County goals was pretty poor. Kenny Miller's given all the time in the box to put the ball away. I think two defenders go to the man that's further on. Kenny Miller's left himself, scores, and then the winner, the corner, and Steve Saunders just gets a free header. So I think that's probably something that County would be disappointed in. Yeah. And then the draw, um, Celtic against Partick Thistle, uh, Livingston Rangers, Hearts Aberdeen, and uh, Kilmarnock Hibs. Yeah. It's only one non Premiership club. Yeah, it shows how seriously they they take the competition. Um, and like the counterpart. All oh, right, some teams like Celtic Rangers because they had the resources were able to change, um, make them out of changes they did. But you know they still take the competition very seriously. Um, but look at Celtic last three years; they've went and won it and mm-hmm. springboarded them to win everything. Oh, I definitely mean it's your best chance. Your best chance to win a competition, definitely. Um, there's so few games. I mean, like, you need to play what, four games to win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes more if you're um, like Motherwell had to play um, seven because of the group stages that year. But Aberdeen Celtic have just had the four to play. Seems crazy. I know. But yeah, so that concludes that. It does indeed. Um, so we'll pick it out contenders. We've got classic Cove Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd put one up as well. You can, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, Mark Shankland at Talbot. Did, did that? Did that? Was that him that chipped the ball over? Yeah. Yeah. Is it looked as though someone touched in at the end? Ah, he was trying to steal his hat trick. Um, the boy Samson, he was on two, so he's trying to pinch a hat trick, but more the goals been given for Shankland. Um, but that there was was another one you put up as well. There was a couple that got sent on. Oh, there was a guy who was a... Someone tweeted this one. From Civil Service Strollers. Yes, that's right. Um, it was the yeah. Scottish, Scottish Lowland League um, tweeted that. That was a good suggestion. Um, Which was decent as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like the Cove Rangers deck in glass because it's a last minute winner. And it's a great yeah. strike. Yeah, and they possibly could. should have won it the previous week. So, yeah... Um, We'll give him that one. Um, but you're right, the timing. I, I'll I'll side with you in that one. Aye. I'll be getting stuck from Talbot fans when they're picking Shanklin's goal, but uh, yeah. oh, I just like it. Oh, last minute, it's a great strike. Um, yeah. And they continue their fine form. So, yeah, well done. Your third winner. But, yeah, yeah. thanks uh, as well for people that are sending in um, efforts as well that we've seen in goal. So, it's good good to get into that as well. We like that in the podcast. So, yeah, keep up. Um other things as well, tweet of the week. So there's a couple you'd mentioned obviously earlier on the angry side of uh, McGlynn, but there was a, a touching moment of the, the Hamilton fan getting presented with his Hamilton talk, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think he had read that he was involved with the programme, and he was programme editor for a while as well, so he'd contributed to the programme and stuff like that. So yeah, I like that. It's nice to see nice things like that. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can look on social media sometimes, you can, I think, it's a lot of folk moaning and groaning, but, <coughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that was that was really nice. You okay there? Yeah, I just got <laughs> my lungs up here. Yeah, please don't do that in the podcast. <laughs> um, but I want to give a shout out to um, the manager, Fault House United. <coughs> oh, excuse you. I know. Should I get on mute there? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, to to John Conley, the Fault House United manager, because I've been looking at a couple of his tweets recently. He's another one that's been having um, mental health issues, sadly. Um, but I just wanted to give a shout out to him to say, um, you know, keep your head up. And I know from his tweets that uh, the back on side people being touched from. And yeah, he's obviously his, his teammate Aaron. Um, you know, has been has been fighting back and being ambassador for charity. So um, I said to him, I would give him a shout out, um, give John a shout out, and hope you get to a better place. I definitely it's something that um, I, I'm not aware of. And I've not seen him kind of play, but certainly in terms of like um, social media and also on kind of forums and stuff like that, he's kind of quite good at going on. He seems a well liked guy as well, and a bit of a kind of joker and guy that I think has been around a kind of few junior clubs. So yeah, um, hope everything's kind of good soon and. Again, as we invited out, they sent out an invite last week and before, if you know, fancy coming on the podcast, having a chat about football, whatever, eh, by all means, you're more than welcome. Eh, and on that note, last week we mentioned about the, the Wraith Rovers fan. Uh, he yeah. ended up getting for over 35 and got a goal at Stark Park. 13. What was that, sir? The guy, the Wraith Rovers fan. Uh-huh. About last week. Jamie Hogan, yeah. I managed to get a ganky, I used to play with over 35 and get a goal. Alright. Cool. Good on him. Yeah, I see he's been tweeting a lot, so yeah, shout out to the boys. Um and we were talking about the back on side Tarby of um Kernesty against Faultish United in the Junior Cup. Well both of them are top of the regional leagues. Although Kernesty did lose four two to defending champions and favourites Lucky United. Um and I was Texting Phil McGuire and unlucky, and he said, Well, they had seven players out on like, compassionate leave and in stag does, so that's just the joys of junior football. Um, I, it's not always like that, to be fair. No, um, it's not always, but yeah. you know, I sometimes there's other commitments that get in the way. Um, it is, yeah. they do it for well, you know yourself, they do it for, um, for the love of the game. Um, you know, it's a chance to play football, mm-hmm. so no. I'm not looking no. the lack of professionals. It's nothing to do with that at all. It's just unfortunately, yeah. you know, there are other priorities for the players that are in that game. Yeah, but it's not long to that. It's only two weeks away. We can start for the the next round. Mhm. So. Yeah. There's like a couple actually, I think, just now. Yeah. Yeah. There's always lots of games in the the junior. I mean, I'm actually surprised um, Talbot completed their season last season before July. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be the same this year as well in terms of games because obviously already there's been a replay uh, they didn't order that so you can miss some of the games and yeah the Junior Cup draw has been made now as well so that was made the other day um, so, but that's not, it's not for a while well, no the Junior Cup was like last week it was made then the West of Scotland Cup there's that many cups I mean if you, you think there's there's only the two cups in the senior football but the juniors there's four cups Mm-hmm. Sometimes in five, there's an evening times cup, which is like almost like a, a Champions League for the juniors, mm-hmm. which is usually played at the end of the season, and they're still trying to find out when they're going to play that because they never managed to finish it off last season or start yeah. it. So, 
Did the winners of that cup get next season's wee red book? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know any, I don't know anyone that buys that anymore, to, to be honest. I used to get it once a year, used to love it. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, starts. Used to get like random starts and like check about who'd played for Scotland and it told mm-hmm. you every game they'd played. I loved it. Yeah, and everyone who got a cap and um, the glossy pictures of um, teams who'd won stuff the year before and players a year. And they had the, the most memorable games. It used to be, you know, all Scottish related. Um, <laughs> like Aberdeen and Celtic and Rangers won their European trophies in Scotland, beating Hall and things like that. But um, I'd seen someone tweeted um, giving them stick because they included the two English teams in the Champions League semi final. Now, the Liverpool one you can kind of get because Andy Robertson was playing, but uh, why the Spurs and Ajax? What's that memorable? It's also memorable on a global scale because it was two big games for last season, but it's a Scottish football. Sack the wee red book if that's happening. Sack yeah. it. Yeah. Get, get red, it in the, in the wind. Red card for the wee red book. Red card for the wee red book, yeah, hey, definitely. <laughs> um, I, I think we've done well. I think we've managed to pick for a pretty short and sweet. Less than a half of football. Yeah, I definitely. <laughs> We'll need to find injuries in for somewhere. Nah. It's been weird because we've not had a guest and um, we've not had an interview. You know. Uh, so so we're hoping to get someone on this week, but um, they have said they, they will come on in future weeks. Yeah. So. And, and we've got a few lined up. Yeah, we've got a Hibs fan, Lewis, who's coming on in, um, for the Edinburgh Derby. So if there's a Hearts fan out there that wants to come on... Um, that same week, that'd be interesting. Um, that would be good. Lewis Laurie, also, we could get Laurie back on for the comeback. Yeah, or Hamish. <laughs> Hamish, aye, aye. Yeah. Lewis heads up the um the the statement league. That's his claim to twenty. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that's always good. Um, I don't know who's top of that just now. Um, Rangers probably. <laughs> <laughs> Club eighteen seventy two. Aye. Yeah. That's like that's like a bad Ibiza holiday, isn't it? <laughs> of eighteen seventy two. It's like Ibiza meets Saga. <laughs> and there's a podcast title. Ibiza meets Saga. Is that a Aye. copyright issue? <laughs> uh, but yeah, on that note. Cheers, yeah, John. Hi, cheers. <laughs> <laughs>